The impression is there in the stockpile of the mind and it suddenly expresses itself. It is like fermentation taking place in the depths of water which sometimes manifests itself in bubbles on the water's surface. <laughs> sometimes we dream of coming to a place we have never known or experienced in this lifetime. But this is proof that in a past life we experienced this. The impression is kept within the mind and sometimes becomes manifest either in dreams or in thought. The conclusion is, but if you're ever looking for a, a, the main point in Prabhupada's first thought, then here's a giveaway phrase. The conclusion is that the mind is the storehouse of various thoughts and experiences undergone during our past lives. Thus there is a chain of continuation from one life to another. From previous lives to this life and from this life to future lives. This is also sometimes proved by saying that a man is a born poet a born scientist or a born devotee. If, like Maharaja Aparish, we think of Krishna constantly in this life, we will certainly be transferred to the kingdom of God at the time of death. Even if our attempt to be Krishna conscious is not complete, our Krishna consciousness will continue in the next life. This is confirmed in Bhagavad Gita, chapter 6, text 41. Prapya punya kritam lokan ushitva shashpati samaha suchinam srimatam gehe yoga prashto vijayate. You are a successful yogi. After many, many years of enjoyment on the planets of the pious living entities, is born into a family of righteous people or into a family of rich aristocracy. If we rigidly follow the principles of meditation on Krishna, there is no doubt that in our next life we will be transferred to Krishna Loka, the Loka Vrindavan. Om Ajnana Timirandasya Gnanjana Salakaya Chapsurun Militam Dena Tasmai Sri Gurudevam Sri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Stalkitam Jena Bhutale Svayam Rupakada Mahiyam Dadati Svarapadakikam Mukam karoti vachalam, pamum nang hayate girim, 
Conclusion is that the mind is the storehouse of various thoughts and experiences undergone during our past lives. <clears throat> I remember. When I was very, very, very young, probably three or four, um, dreaming that I was flying. You ever, have you had those dreams? Yeah, flying. Best. Best. I haven't had them for a long time, but they were very absorbing. Because <laughs> I used to have another dream around about that time, maybe a bit older, that. All of a sudden, I'd be standing in a crowd of people and all I had on was my singlet. <laughs> and then I want to pull my singlet down, you know, because I was embarrassed so I didn't have any clothes on. So, Prabhupada makes a point here that we have. Experiences and Bhagavatam points out. We have experience of things that we've never seen or that we've never heard. Adrishtam. Drishti or Drishta. This is, which is where we get the word darshan from. Uh, darshan is the, is the viewing. Drishta is, is the seeing. And ashrutam, things that we've never heard of. Right? We've never seen and we've never heard. We think of these things. Bhaktivinoda Thakur describes the mind as a, as, well, sort of Prabhupada describes the mind as being like a sponge that absorbs water. Right? So the mind is the sixth sense. Right? We have the, the five material senses the sight here being hearing smelling tasting touching and so those inputs are from the from the the, the central uh, experience with the, the, the senses come in contact with the objects of the senses 
And those objects of the senses create impressions on the senses. Just like if you stare at the light and then close your eyes, what do you see? Light. You see the light because the senses are like the mind actually. They have memory also. And there's an example of memory with a sense. Just like if we misbehaved in class. Did you ever misbehave in class at school? Never. Huh? <laughs> Always. Yeah. <clears throat> well, if you misbehave badly, you know, serious misconduct, or maybe not that, not that serious. You know, in, in the employment, in the workplace, there's misconduct, which you can be disciplined for and be given a warning, and then there's serious misconduct, which is, which you can be, uh, you can be, um, what's, what's the word? Um, your employment can be terminated without notice. It's called serious misconduct, like fighting, for example. If you're fighting in the workplace, you can be dismissed straight away. Serious stuff. So if we misbehaved, this is not really serious. If it was serious misconduct, then you'd have to go and see the headmaster for some discipline. But often, I remember when I was in grade four, grade five, certainly in grade five, if you misbehaved, then the teacher would call you out in front of the room and he'd get out the blackboard ruler and <laughs> give you a whack on the backside. And you know, sometimes we just misbehave so that we get the blackboard ruler just to show off. And then, you know, you'd get a whack on the backside and you just make out, oh, that didn't hurt. Right. And then you sit down. <laughs> Whoa, you can feel it. So the senses have memory. But the mind, being a sense within, absorbs all of the memories of all of our experience. Like like a like a sponge absorbs water. Right? Naturally just you put it and pull up all the water. So the mind is like that. It's the it's the sense within. The sense within. And it takes all of the impressions of all of the other senses and, and um, you know, it, it, it has a short term, just like in a computer we have what we call a random access memory, right, the RAM, which can be accessed by the, the, um, the processor, the main processor, the main CPU of the of a computer can manage that that the random access memory. So it has a short term function, but if you want to keep something long term in a computer, you store it on a hard drive. Or not these days, hard drives are almost. I remember when I paid eight hundred dollars for an eighty megabyte hard drive, and I thought, wow, really cutting edge. Right. <laughs> we, 
We've got, you know, in, in our phones, we've got, now what have we got? 128 gigabytes of RAM. And that costs $800, well, maybe more than $800, but amazing technology. Just see how fast we are. <laughs> Mimicking the, what already the human function has. So, you know, the, we, we have a short-term memory where we, where we process what's going on now, but the mind also has this function of storing information. Uh, interesting, interesting function, you know, the so often complain, or, or have, you may have had this experience, that you've read the Bhagavatam, so you've sat down and you've read the Bhagavatam for half an hour and an hour, right? And then you get up and you try to remember what you read and you can't. You can't. And you think, what's the point of that? I just sat and read, you know, Prabhupada told us that we should read every day, right? I read, but it's like in one ear and out the other. And so you get somewhat discouraged because you think, you know, you, can't, you don't have instant recall of what you've just studied, say, for example. Have you had that experience? Yeah. And then I've noticed, you know, you've read, and then two weeks later you're talking to somebody, and then all of a sudden, all of this information came out, comes out when it's, when it's required. Huh? Or, or even, uh, you know, in combination with the intelligence and uh, the mind, um, it, it's often, you know, you have a problem that needs to be solved. Huh? But the solution is not immediately obvious. And then over the next morning or the next day, you're in the shower, clean right? and then all of a sudden, out comes the solution. Huh? And you think, oh, yeah, oh, that's it. It wasn't Archimedes. Had it, if, this is where the term Eureka comes from. It came to him in the bath, the solution to a, a big Pythagorean problem. <laughs> a solution came to him in the, in the bath. So, you know, the mind and the intelligence have this amazing capacity to function almost as if separately from the soul from our, or from at least our awareness our conscious awareness um, uh, I, I read a, I read a uh, one of my friends um, on, um, on Facebook, a real friend on Facebook, shared an article about uh, a songwriter, I forgot the song, American um, country music songwriter. And um, um, he wrote one of his, I'm so lonesome I could die, is one of his. Anyway, uh, somebody asked him, how do you write how do you write these songs? And he said, um, I just hang on to the pen. I just hang on to the pen and God says them through. <laughs> the lyrics come to him, right, out of inspiration. Very often, you know, when you're writing or when you're 
thinking. Things come out of inspiration. And you think, where did that come from? So, the, 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 the subtle workings of the senses internally and then the very subtle workings of the mind it, and, we, and we can observe these. This is how we know we're not the body because we can observe the working of the Oh, there's my hand. But as Prabhupada points out, we don't say, I hand. I hand. It's my hand. And even on a subtle level, we say, my mind. Oh, my mind is disturbed today. So we observe the workings of the mind. We observe the working of the intelligence as well. The ability to discriminate. Is, is basically the intelligence. If you want to, one devotee was explaining how, you know, how do you how do you describe the difference between the mind and the intelligence? And 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 um, the example they gave was go to the top of a very tall building, right? And then there will be an impetus, jump, right? Jump. Have experienced that the mind will always do something inappropriate, you know, something that you shouldn't be thinking of, it'll come up, like jumping off a big building. Right? But the mind will say, whoa, 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 hang on, so the intelligence will say, whoa, whoa, hang on a second, this may not be a good idea. Right? And so, the, you know, the working of the mind is in, in certain circumstances, things will just come up. Just like when we're asleep and we're dreaming that we're flying, we're completely absorbed in it. Completely absorbed in it. Well, we have a dream of devotees, or we dream we're in Mayapur or Vrindavan, or we dream that we're with our spiritual master. These things happen. And we're completely, you know, we're deeply absorbed in in those dreams, and we think that's. But then we wake up and we realize. Hang on a second, I was just lying in bed. Huh? So very, very powerful, very absorbing, mind especially, very strong. Uh, unstoppable. Uh, unstoppable. You cannot stop the mind. It keeps working. There's like this, you know, you've got a problem that needs to be solved and uh, sometimes you just absorb the information. It may not be immediately apparent, but in a due course of time, it works it out, and the, the solution arrives, as if by magic. So, Prabhupada gives us the explanation here, and, and it confirms this point, that we're not the body, that, 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 that uh, well, we're not the body and we are the body. Achincha beda abeda tattva. We, we, we become very absorbed in circumstances or situations, but then those circumstances and situations change. Just like we wake up out of a dream, then we realise that. And, and um, the, the, um, the, the observer is who we really are, the, the spirit soul. 
who observes the functioning of the gross body and also the functionings of the, of the subtle body, and then we realise that we are different to those things. But it's the subtle body that carries us. When we leave this gross material body, it's the subtle body that then carries the soul to the next destination. Right? And so the, what the body has been, what the body is engaged in and what the mind has been absorbed in in this lifetime is what carries us to the next form in the material world. Right? Or, as Prabhupada points out here, if we're thinking of Krishna all through our lives, then that means at the time of death we'll be carried to the spiritual realm because we're thinking of purely spiritual activities and purely spiritual consciousness. In other words, we're fully absorbed in that uh, consciousness. And as a result of that consciousness, then we're carried to the next life. And, and, you know, one of the reasons why we're engaged in devotional service now, mentioned by Rupa Goswami in a Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, and it, um, in the Nectar of Devotion, Prabhupada explains that devotional service is, um, devotional service performed in this life is a continuation of devotional service performed in, in, in the previous life. And because of our, and because of the param the higher taste of that experience, when we're again given that opportunity, uh, the the what is it? Brahmanda bhumite konyam bhagavadaji. By good fortune. Uh, one gets the association of the devotees, Guru Krishna Prasad, Boy Bhakti Lata Beach, and then one gets the, 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 the reawakening of Bhakti. Sudha Jite, by the Shravanani uh, Sudha Jite, by the engagement in Bhakti, beginning with hearing. I remember when I used to, I was. Mm, 18, 17, 18, I used to go into the city in, in Adelaide and um, I used to hear in the distance I thought, whoa, what's, you know, I'd hear that <clears throat> and uh, I knew it was, it was the devotees and when I heard the, the sound of the Maha Mantra I was just instantly attracted to it at the same time, I was also scared because, you know, I knew one day I'm going to be doing that myself. <laughs> and of course, you know, I was thinking, whoa, what do my friends think? What will my parents think? What will my family think of me if I'm... So I was like, ooh. And I was also, I was a bit of a hippie, so I was past with a long hair. Having a bald head was, <laughs> was a very attractive proposition. But Prabhupada explains that that natural attraction, because you'd see other people go out chanting Hare Krishna, they hear the Mahamantra and they go, oh, and they go, oh, 
<laughs> I need to hear a little bit more. <laughs> Maybe a lot more. But that, like I mentioned to you, that, that, that attraction, that natural attraction, is because of bhakti performed in a, in a previous lifetime. So these impressions, <clears throat> important, the, the, the experience that we have. And, and why sadhana bhakti is important too, because that exposure, that experience, that absorption in devotional practice uh, enters into the mind and it's stored, those experiences are kept. Uh, it's, it's kept. And, and uh, lies dormant, apparently dormant, until it's uh, experience or circumstance, and especially in dreams, the subtle, you know, the dreaming is part of the subtle world in which we live. Uh, and sometimes people put you know, great importance on the experience. You know, people write books about, you know, analysing and working out what your dreams mean. Mm. Uh, but it means really, you know, you've had, we've had parts, you know, and you experience things that you never, in this lifetime, haven't been exposed to, but that we can understand. And the Bhagavatam is explaining here. This is experience from past lives and of future, an indication of the future also. What we absorb our, our, our this is important, what we absorb ourselves in now <coughs> determines where we, what our destination will be in the future. And why the process of sadhana bhakti is so important because it reawakens what is it? Nitya Siddha Krishna Prem Sadhya Kabunoi that that Krishna Prem Nitya Siddha the eternal perfection of Krishna Prem is dormant within everybody's heart right? it's already there we are Satchitta by nature but that pure consciousness of our eternal blissful position has been covered over by the by contact with material energy. Like that example that Prabhupada gives, the consciousness of the living entity is like water, pure water. But when water falls from the cloud and hits the dirt, then even though the water is still there, what have you got? You got mud. Right? So the, cu- the, 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 the clear and pure state of the water, when it hits the ground, becomes covered over, gets contaminated. So even though the even though the pure consciousness or the pure water is there, even though the pure consciousness is, exists within the body, it's covered over by that material energy. And it needs to be, its pure state needs to be re-established. 
Or shall we say the contaminations of material association need to be purified? So that, and the process of sadhana bhakti is designed to, it naturally occurs when we associate with the devotees, when we chant Hare Krishna, when we hear the Srimad Bhagavatam, when we worship the deity, when we reside in a, in a, in a holy place, in a sacred place where then that react, that re, it, 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 it's, what is it, the, pratyakshavagamam The process of bhakti is considered the perfection of religion because it gives direct perception of the self. Right? That's why when we chant Hare Krishna, we naturally feel the impetus of prema. And then what do we do? What happens when you feel the impetus of prema? What, what are some of the symptoms? You want to share with others? Yeah, you want to give it to others? What else? Happy. Yeah, you're happy. What else? Very happy. You're very happy. <laughs> yeah. What else? What is the symptom? of bhakti, chanting Hare Krishna, what do you do? You dance. Yeah. You shout. Right? In the the Bhagavatam mentions, he behaves like a madman. You see that sometimes with the Vodas of Haridam. And they're they're feeling great happiness. They see others. You see it when you go down the street, you're chanting Hare Krishna. Then all of a sudden, you're just don't feel like you're in the material world anymore. And then everybody is smiling and mm-hmm. laughing because uh, the devotees are also... just naturally happens. You don't have to force it. In fact, if you try to force it, what happens? It goes away. Uh, that's because the mood has to be right. You know, sometimes we think, yeah, we're going to go out and enjoy chanting Hare Krishna, but that's not the mood. The mood is we serve the holy name. Uh, if we go out to enjoy it, then watch out. You may be very miserable. <laughs> you think, what happened? China Hare Krishna is supposed to be ecstatic, but I'm just feeling like a dull stone. No? So that, that generally means that we need to, we need to you know, re, recalibrate our service mood. Um, but naturally, the, the process of bhakti gives rise to Susuka, uh, having a direct perception of the self. And then when one experiences that pure state of being, then the other symptoms manifest. Happiness, chanting loudly, shouting, uh, dancing. So um, that engagement of the mind and the senses is uh, purifying. And that experience, uh, what is it uh, in the Bhagavatam? It mentions first came to the Bhagavatam. I forgot what chapter it is. Um, what verse? Uh, that um, a moment of ecstasy right, in bhakti is the most valuable possession. 
You can, you can be successful materially, but if you haven't achieved that experience of prema, right, then you've wasted your whole life, practically speaking. Right? And this is, a, this is a real benefit of the human form of life, is to get that, that experience of transcendental, it's called, what is it, transcendental meditation. <laughs> That's the experience that you want to have. And of course that transcendental meditation is, in this day and age, is given by chanting Hare Krishna. Um, Krishna Vana Trisha Krishna Sango Pangastra Pashadam Yagyoy Shankitana Praye Yujanti Shumayasa of course, while we're in lockdown, or at least we've got some relief, some, uh, what do you call it, there's a little bit of loosening, we're still not allowed to go now, just for those who might be interested. There are five, there are five reasons for which we're allowed to go out. Of course, we might argue, well, it's my job, well, I'm going to work, <laughs> but um, we're all on Facebook, so we know what you're doing. So if you're wondering how we know, it's not because you got dumped by the Brahmacharis, it's because we already saw you on Facebook. But please, you know, this is for all the devotees. We we have we're living in, well, at least we're living in Victoria, Australia. And there are laws, and we should abide by the law. Otherwise, we get a bad reputation. Why does we get the fact that, you know, you wouldn't want to be the person who came, you know, brought the virus back into the temple? Right, so, for the, for the sake of, you know, caution, deep, you know, care for the others. Because we know Chanting Hare Krishna is the most beneficial work that we could be doing at any time. We know that, but at the same time, we need to be mindful of the fact that we're we're living in a in a in the greater community, and at the moment we're still bound by certain laws or you know guidelines, restrictions. So yes, it is the greatest welfare work, and why? Because you can instantly be you can instantly experience your spiritual identity just like that very very powerful <clears throat> and so why and that's why we in order to clean out or purify all of those experiences of previous lifetimes and there's so much confusion in all of that Identifying, you know, that you're a bit. Oh, Prabhupada says here, what? Uh, pretty, there's some very amazing uh, mentions here, right? Um, <coughs> this means that once in a previous life, either as a demigod or astronaut, <laughs> astronaut.
And also Prabhupada gives a, a, the, the example of you know, bubbles that come out of water. Uh, there's some, some, chemi- some mixture of chemicals going on in the soil or whatever, of a river or a, you might have seen this, you know, even in a swimming pool, you know, you've got all sorts of bugs and things floating around the bottom. Then <laughs> up comes a bubble. <clears throat> even in cartoons, right, we have thought bubbles. So we want our thought bubbles to be of Krishna. <laughs> Krishna recommends that. Manmana, always think of me. Manmana, Baba Man Bhakto, become my devotee. And what is it? That's a symptom of a devotee. You sit there always thinking of Krishna. Devotees are thinking of. And, and, and in thinking of Krishna, they're thinking of the welfare of others. That's why they want to go on Sankirtan. That's because they're inspired to assist and to encourage others to reawaken their natural spiritual identity. That's why they do it. Otherwise, as Prabhupada says, the conclusion is the mind is the storehouse of various thoughts and experiences. And we don't want, you know, we want to remember Krishna. <clears throat> so that's why there's that Satatam Kirtayantomam. What's the name? Satatam Kirtayantomam Yatanti Cha He Drida Prataha. Drida Brata means with a strong determination. Drida is like uh, Drida. It's like like Dira. Huh? Not connected. No. Drida. Driti. Driti right? means determined. In fact, Driti sounds like determined when you think about it. Right? Huh? Just like, you know, there's another word. What's the word for daughter in Sanskrit? The word for daughter? Duhitra. Uh, and it sounds like daughter. Uh, when you think about it, it's a loose, but not in, you know, it's. it's so, Dridha Brata, with firm determination. So we need to put ourselves in that situation, which is why we associate with the devotees, because that's where the Dhrita Brata comes from. That strength to, to keep pushing, keep, keep trying. That's why the association with the devotees is so important. And you know, Prabhupada gives the example, you know, by ourselves, we're like a little stick, easily broken. But then with the, with the, with the devotees, it's like, We've got a bunch of little sticks, but you try breaking a bunch of little sticks. See if you can do it. Go. By themselves, each little stick. Easily broken. But put together, almost impossible to break. You'll hurt yourself trying to do that. <clears throat> so, um, and, and in that association, then the, 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 the meditation is... 
as is described in the uh, passage that Prabhupada mentions here, Savai Mana Krishna Padavindayo, Pachamsi Vaikunta Gunavane, Karo Hare Mandira Majanadishu. Shooting. Uh, what is it? Forgotten the last one of, the, of that first verse. There's three verses that describe the qualities of Maharaj Amrish. Of course, they're all the things that we do. Karo Harer Mandira is my favourite line. Majanadi Shu. You go to the temple, and what's the first thing you do? Clean it. This is what Amrish Maharaj is the is the is the is the king of the universe. He has no want of anything, really. He's the controller of the whole universe, right? Yet what does he do? He behaves just like a humble bhakta. Thinks of Krishna, uh, talks about Krishna, goes to the temple, and then cleans the temple. Right, so that's very humble. So a devotee, you know, even though he's a big, 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 big devotee, how does he behave? Very humbly. Very humbly. And, and mm, doesn't make a show of devotion, but actually does it. You know, does it, puts it into practice. And, and um, yeah, Prabhupada mentions more than one place. That even if a devotee is very advanced, he still presents himself as just a beginner. Huh? You know, the, 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 the devotees describe how in 26 Second Avenue, or in other places, maybe not 26 Second Avenue because Prabhupada had his own apartment, but in other places where there was a, you know, a very small temple where there was only one bathroom, Ashura Prabhupada would line up with the devotees uh, and standing. In his, he had his place in the queue and he just lined up with everybody else. No. So that's, you know, that's, this is the, the, when, when one is free from, you know, all of these mental <laughs> creations that we have within our heads. Well, not. They appear in our head, they're actually in the heart. Right? <clears throat> One of the realizations that I had, not much of a realization, but a little bit of a realization, and not one that I, I need to work on, but I, was, I, I realized that you can think with your head, right? in other words, with your intelligence, but you can also think with your heart. Right? And, and Thinking from the heart, least in my experience, means thinking about the welfare of others and the well-being of others. Whereas, you know, thinking from the head means, ah, what's wrong with this guy? It's just on the mental platform. <laughs> out of the way. <laughs> out of the way, mate. <laughs> Get your act together. <laughs> uh, but then, but, but, you know, thinking with your heart means being a little bit more compassionate and a little bit empathetic and, and thinking of others. And the position that they might be in, and helping, you know, helping them is really the mood of a devotee. 
because you know, if you're too intellectual and too theoretical, then you just kind of push people aside. Don't worry too much about their sentiment. Which ISKCON was like, I have to admit, in the 70s and the 80s. Get off the manual platform, what's wrong with you? So, we need to be like Maharaj Ambarish, even if we're just beginners. Uh, and, and be absorbed, because by that absorption in Krishna, like Prabhupada gives the example of the morning program and, and the chanting of Hare Krishna. And it's like having an empty glass, right? And you fill it up with water, oh, sorry, with milk, milk is the example, right to the top. Then, if you try to adulterate that, if you say get ink and you pour it on the top, what happens? Because the milk has a concave meniscus, then the ink just falls off the side no? and won't enter ink to the milk. No. But if you only half fill up the, the glass, say, with milk, then pour the ink in, it'll fill up and get mixed up. So the idea of the morning program is to fill up our consciousness, our mind, the, the workings of the mind, fully with Krishna. Then if any external influence of the material energy it, it tries to insert itself, it can't because our consciousness is full. The mind is full of thoughts of Krishna. But if our uh, morning, our sadhana, is not strong or, or not complete. We're not filling our consciousness up with um, Krishna bhakti thought of you know mamana bhavaman bhakto being a devotee. Then the the remembrance of all of these various things that took place in past life or yesterday or whenever right, can enter into the and cloud the, the, the clear thinking of Krishna. So that's why the, you know, the, the, the sadhana, chanting Hare Krishna, the sadhana, reading Srila Prabhupada's books, the sadhana of worshipping the deity, and, and you know, worshipping also, uh, especially the spiritual master. Um, following the orders of the spiritual master, that may ensure us that the, the, our consciousness is full with, with Krishna. And so just like the, the glass of milk that's full, and you try to pour the ink in it, the ink isn't able to penetrate because it's full. And also because it's got that. You, there are liquids that have a... No, is it oh, convex? Is it convex? Not concave. Convex means it's like this. Concave means it's like that. With a concave meniscus, you can pour things in and it'll go in because of the, the it's. <clears throat> there was a there was a um, a show on television when I was a kid. It was called uh, um, oh, I forgot what it was called there, yeah, but it was a professor. Just thinking of it, now it's gone. 
Uh, it was called Why Is It So? It was only about five minutes. Little short, little program. And it was an American physicist. And he would explain all of these things. That's why I learned about concave and convex meniscus. Julius Sumner Miller, that was his name. Professor Julius Sumner Miller. And he would explain all sorts of, you know, obscure physics. I think he demonstrated that. You know how that works. Okay, so we need to fill our consciousness. So by Manar Krishna, Padara, Vindaya, we need to think of Krishna by going to the temple and cleaning it. <laughs> Any comments or questions? Priya. Take the microphone. So we, we might just be dreaming of things that we saw on television. But it's certainly things that are in the past. Um, so in this day and age. Um, um, but you know, that, that experience is most... Um, you know, when I was a kid there was no television. Certainly where I lived anyway. Very young. And... Um, uh, could have heard things on the radio, mind you. We used to, but you'll still be you'll still be remembering things that you experienced in the past, whether it came from television or radio or whatever, right? But in good part, being so young right, and not being exposed to those things, you you um, it's it's a a valid. Um, what should we say? Example. Anything else? Yeah. Uh, just a thought. A thought. Please share it. Well, I'm getting on of age now. No, you're not. And and uh, my next life seems to be like a uh, going to a. To a, you know, travel agent. Going to a what? Travel agent. You know, like a travel agent. Uh, my my question is is that this rich soul has fallen from a position into a, into a, a well of ignorance. Yeah. So he has the eternal. But I don't think that's on. Is it on? Yeah. He, he yeah. has the eternal position in, in the mm. spiritual world. Yeah. Whether it's a gopi or blade of grass or a drop of water or an atom in the, in the 
deer or whatever. But so is our consciousness uh, returning to that position, or can we, uh, in this lifetime, orchestrate another? You know what I mean? I think you, you missed it, but I was uh, talking before about how we experience the highest realm of um, consciousness and, and that elevated consciousness brings with it a perception of the self, uh, a, a feeling of great happiness and joy. Um, you know, like say when we're chanting Hare Krishna, um, especially when we're chanting Hare Krishna, and we, we feel enthused and, and we become more dynamic and we start dancing and calling out. And so the experience of bhakti, prema bhakti, is the most exhilarating that you can have. And our consciousness will return to that feeling of exhilaration because you can't get that anywhere else and when you've tasted it then what do you want? you want more of it huh? so um, that experience will always attract us so those uh, feelings of exhilaration and enthusiasm and, and dynamism that we um, if, uh, that we're able to experience in this lifetime will always bring us back to looking for that experience again. It's like when, when Narada Muni saw the Lord and then he disappeared. And then he was in complete anxiety and started crying and whatever. Also symptoms of prema, right? And then the Lord said to him, you know, you won't experience this, you won't see me again until you know the end of life, the end of your... And so he was always looking. Another example is Maharaj Parikshit. Maharaj Parikshit saw Krishna in the womb. And so then he was always looking at people that he met to see if they were that person that he saw within the womb, right? Because he had such a powerful darshan of the Lord, and so that was all, all he could remember. So, um, um, you're already probably, well, I would suggest that you've already purchased your ticket. Right? You've already purchased your ticket some time ago. You may have lost, you know, it's like... <laughs> do, you, do you ever have that? Do you ever these... I don't know if you have... I often have these dreams where I'm going to the airport to catch a plane, right? But then I realise I've left my passport my wallet at home. <laughs> so, you know, you may, you may feel like you've lost your passport or you've lost your ticket or you need to go to the travel agency, but actually you've still got your ticket. Just, you know, sometimes you just forgot where you put it. <laughs> so, um, you know, Prabhupada is a travel agent and he's freely giving tickets to the spiritual world. 
And the, the price that you have to pay is associated with the devotees, chant Hare Krishna, read, you know, hear the Bhagavatam, read the Bhagavatam, worship Radha Bhagavatam, and, and um, you know, so, uh, reside in a, in a second place. So you've already got the ticket, you've just misplaced it. You forgot where you put it. <laughs> I, I, can understand, I can understand the association of the devotees and the description and so forth. Yeah. And the joy that one receives from it, that's, yes. that's, that's, that comes from, as you say, I know, the I've seen you. I've seen you dancing, it's, chanting and dancing. Sometimes, sometimes when you're in the state mood, you just say, if I'm going to die, let me die now. Because I that's could, very elevated. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't be any more happy. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but I'm just thinking that do we have control over where we got our destination at the time of death, or is that destination already been predetermined from the time that we left? <clears throat> well, according to Krishna, yes, you do have control. That's why, this, and you have a choice. We have a choice. Sadhana Bhakti or or something else. Yeah. I mean, we have the choice of either stay in the material world and then to mm. engage in material activities or yeah. go back to the spiritual world yes. and associate with the Lord and the devotees in that yep. spiritual atmosphere. And we're particularly fortunate. The, 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 the Gaudiya Vaishnavas have two destinations. Right? We don't just get one, we get two. We get the opportunity to engage in the Sankirtan pastimes of Lord Chaitanya, and we also get the opportunity to participate in the uh, the um, uh, activities of Goloka Vrindavan. Huh? So, two for the, you get two tickets for the price of one. Huh? Can't complain about that. Anything else? Mamahan? How was the Prashadam distribution last night? Good? Yes, good. Yeah? People are happy? Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the, the one of the big attractions for me. Almost what convinced me to be a devotee was Prashadam. <laughs> Everything else was theoretical, but Hare Krishna Mahabharata was very experiential. It was a learning experience. I used to say to the devotees, "Yeah, I'll, I'll take a plane home for my friends." But usually, the plane of Prashadam that I took my friends had been had disappeared by the time they got home. <laughs> okay. Gondaraj Shrimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Harinam Sankatan ki jai.